Welcome to Swarupa Vidya Ashram. My name is Swami Nirmalananda. Each audio is a discourse that I offered at a satsang, a free meditation program, and was followed by meditation. These teachings address the underlying questions of life. Who am I? Why am I here? How do I do what I came here to do? I went to my guru with these same questions. While he gave me the teachings I share here, most importantly, he gave me the inner experience they describe. This is why I teach, to share the same with you, both the theory and the inner experience of your own inherent divinity. The bliss of consciousness is your birthright. Meditate and discover that you are greater than you could ever imagine. Om Namah Shivaya Gurave Satchidananda Murtaye Nishpapanchaya Shantaya Niralambaya Tejase Muktanandaya Gurave Shisha Samsara Harane Bhakta Kayaika Dehaya Namaste Chitsaratmane Ketavejagatameva Samsaranabhasetave Prabhave Sabhavidyanam Shambhave Gurave Namaha Guru Brahma Guru Vishnu Guru Devo Maheshwara Guru Sakshat Parabrahma Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Om Svarupa Svasvabhava Namo Namaha Om I bow to my own self. I bow to my Baba's own self. I bow to his Baba's own self. I bow to his Baba's own self and his Baba's own self and his Baba's own self and his Baba's own self all the way back. I bow to your own self right here and now. The one divine reality being you while being all and beyond all. Again and again I bow. Om Svarupa Svasvabhava Namo Namaha. I'm sorry I can't be with you in person. I was drawn away by unexpected events and I'm happy to be able to join you by Zoom. Action is an imperative. When you're enlightened, your choices come from wholeness, beingness, and bliss. What will you choose to do then? You see, you will still be doing things. Action is not a choice. 
Action is an imperative. Even if you lay around all day and you say, I'm not performing any outer action, oh, your mind just keeps going. Action is an imperative. You choose which direction to go, but the throb of consciousness impels you to action. Action is in your nature. It is inherent to you. Just as the earth keeps turning on its axis, so you are impelled to action. It's like an inner engine that keeps you going and going. Sometimes it's new stuff that you're doing, but a lot of it is rhythmic, like day leads to night and fall leads to winter. These rhythms are built into the universe with everything in perpetual motion. The energy that makes your breath move, makes your heart beat, your eyes able to see. That same energy makes you able to speak, to walk, to think, and to act in this world. The source of this energy is divine. For the one divine reality, Shiva, is the source of the universe and everything in it, including you. In the beginning, when there was nothing but beingness itself, Shiva, beingness itself, decided to move. Beingness moving within beingness. Shiva moving within Shiva. The movement is energy, or Shakti, the primordial energy that becomes the atoms that make up this world. The first movement was, and is, a subtle emanation, even now perceptible as a subtle inner sound. Om. The sound of Shiva on the cusp of becoming. Om. Shiva, beingness itself is always being beingness. But Om is Shiva in the deciding to become the universe out of his own free will. Chitti Swatantra Vishva Siddhi Hetuhu. The Pratyabhinya Hridayam Sutra number one describes this. Consciousness, Chitti, out of her own free will is the cause of the emanation of the universe. Chitti Swatantra Vishva Siddhi Etuhu. Chitti consciousness out of our own free will is the cause of the emanation of the universe. Free will is the ability to choose, the ability to make a choice and initiate action that moves you in the direction you have chosen. Shiva in this sutra called consciousness uses his free will to emanate the universe. The emanation at the subtlest level, pervading all, is the primordial OM, which is in our mantra. And it is in every yogic mantra. OM. That emanating energy began to pulse, becoming a throb or vibration 
Om became Aham, 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 Aham. This throb underlies the movement of your breath, the beating of your heart, primordial consciousness throbbing in you as you, being you. Shiva becomes Om, the emanation, and then the throb. Aham, 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 which means I am, I am, I am, I am, I am. But Shiva never needed the reminder. Shiva in his own beingness and his own knowingness of his own beingness didn't tell himself, I am. He existed in his amness, his beingness, without getting any reminders, without needing to express himself, without need at all. Yet Shiva decided to move, to emanate, to throb himself into multiple modes of beingness. Shiva creates the pulsation by being both the positive and negative poles. Think of the throb like a light switch. On, off. On, off. On, off. On, off. In you, when the light switch is on, you're shining with divine light. Based in your knowingness of your own beingness. When the light switch is off, you've lost your light and you're looking for someone else to make up for it. This goes on for lifetimes. It goes on in this lifetime. It maybe goes on several times throughout your day, any day. Someone says something nice and you're on top of the world. Someone is less encouraging even saying or doing things to cut you down and you're lost in the dark. The only real answer is to bring your own light with you. Then, when others join you with their own light shining, you all shine together. And when someone tries to rain on your parade, you know what? Above the rain clouds, the sun is still shining. It's your own inner light that you must find. Because you are a mass of consciousness. You already are a mass of consciousness brought into existence by consciousness itself. Your own nature is light and consciousness, but you get lost in the pulsation, in the throb, in the vibration. Baba said, happiness is our true nature. Our inner self is the embodiment of happiness. The Upanishads say that this entire universe is created out of the bliss of God, that it arises from bliss, lives in bliss, and in the end, merges in bliss. So this bliss, which comes from God, is our birthright. 
However, we haven't found the real abode of bliss. We haven't learned how to obtain it. And for this reason, we remain unhappy. The closer we get to the inner self, the more happiness we experience. Happiness is your true nature. Happiness is inherent to you. Your own self is the embodiment of happiness. Like ice is the embodiment of water, your own body, mind, heart, and soul are the embodiment of consciousness. The sages have been saying this for thousands of years. That God brought forth the universe out of the effulgent, I say, overflowing bliss of his own beingness. That bliss is within you. But you're looking outside. It's like when I was in the kitchen the other morning looking for the instant chai packets. I didn't see them anywhere. They weren't by the toaster oven. They were not next to the coffee maker. They were not by the electric kettle. Where are the chai packets? They were on the back counter, duh. You have to look in the right place. And the closer you get to your own divine essence, the happier you feel. When you experience the self, you become calm, peaceful, deeply content. As the happiness grows within, you feel generous, you feel gratitude, you want to give, you want to share. Your actions are motivated by bliss. This is the best way to live. When you're not shining with divine light, you're not experiencing the happiness that comes from your own self then you look for happiness to come from outside. Now your actions are motivated by unhappiness. Anytime you say or you think, when I get X, I'll be happy, it means you're not happy now. Actions motivated by unhappiness are exhausting. Not only do they have a karmic backlash, they arise out of emptiness. They are full of angst and fear. And even if they work, they leave you wondering, is it enough? Is it good enough? Am I good enough? Yoga cautions you to set yourself to right before you venture into the world. Hit your reset button. So you are based in your own self. Take your own self with you everywhere you go. Now you have something to give, something to share. Now you are free from the self-doubt and fears that used to be the undercurrents to everything. Get centered. Get grounded. Your own inner center is vast. You become grounded in the inner infinity.
Now, what do you choose to do? What you choose is different when you're coming from fullness and wholeness instead of emptiness and neediness. I'd love to see you weaving more yoga into your days so you are always centered, grounded, filled with the light of your own being. I even wrote a full year of teachings articles on this theme. I called it Quick Fixes. They're all online for you. I'll add another one to your list of options now. When you're agitated or stressed or merely out of breath, you can do the recapture breath. You inhale through your nose twice, short, long. Exhale through your mouth twice, short, long. And you repeat in, in, out, out. And one more, three, in, in, out, out. Three times. I'll demonstrate it so it's a little noisy. But you can even do it silently, more like this. Nobody will even know. And when you've done the recapture breath, what you do next will be different. What you say next will be different. Best of all, what you think next will be different. Why? Because you are more yourself. You're beginning to recapture what you've lost, the light and bliss of your own beingness. Now your actions are more powerful. Your words and actions are more effective. Your choices will be more intelligent. And if that wasn't enough to settle you inward, then bring out the big guns. Repeat mantra. Mantra is the single most powerful of yoga's many tools. It gives you your own self within a minute or two. The point that I'm making is about your motivations for what you choose to do. I remember when the motivation for everything I did in life was desperation, pure desperation. My first job was an office job. 40 hours a week making, okay, this was the 1960s, $165 a month. That was about a dollar per hour. Did I like the job? No. Did I need the job? Yes. Did I do well? <laughs> no. Did I stay there? 
No, I moved on to another job, making more money and doing things that I cared more about. When I moved from one apartment to another, it was due to neediness, whether it was it needed a bigger place or a smaller place. When I moved from one relationship to another, it was out of desperation. It was a painful way to live. Over time, the desperation became less urgent, more of an underlying anxiety, something I couldn't shake. Not until yoga. Yoga gave me access to the deeper underlying reality, the wholeness of being, the underlying current of bliss. This is self. It is the inner spaciousness that heals all wounds and frees you from all sorrows and fears. Now your choices come from wholeness, from beingness and bliss. What will you choose to do now? You see, you will still be doing things. Action is not a choice. Action is an imperative. If you don't have enough to do, you get bored. And when you get bored, life loses its meaning and purpose. Your light dims. You even become less intelligent. Boredom is not good for the soul. Why is action an imperative? It's because Shiva shifted into action to bring the universe into existence. The universe is an ever-moving, constantly changing reality. Action is built into it from Om to Aham to the Big Bang. Action is built into the process. Day becomes night, which leads to day again. One breath is followed by another. Your heart keeps beating. Your mind keeps on going. In fact, one of the ways to quiet your mind is to be busy. When you're busy with things, when you're physically engaged with stuff, your mind doesn't harass you as much. Have you noticed? That's why Baba kept us busy in his ashram. If it got too quiet, he came up with a project, very often a chant. Sometimes we'd chant for three or five days, day and night. The chant was always going, live music. As one of the musicians, I'd take my turn, then I'd go eat and do a few other things and then come back to chant. Then it would be my turn on the harmonium again. It was glorious. There was nowhere for my mind to go other than to God on the inside. And all that chanting, all the meditations and all the Guru Seva, the many ways that we offered our energy and work to Baba, it all left deep imprints in my mind. 
It's like the little grooves in the old vinyl records, the old vinyl discs with grooves in them, you know? Well, you have grooves in your mind. They're called vasanas. And you end up replaying the same melody over and over again. When a groove gets really deep, it's called a rut. And you can get stuck in a rut. My grooves and ruts were all laid in by my Baba. The grooves I got in childhood were all dissolved and Baba laid in new ones for me. I've got lots of Sanskrit, lots of the many names for God, lots and lots of mantra, and they all make me happy. They all provoke bliss. Each and every one of them motivates me to share. It's a glorious way to live. In summary, I'll say, if you're not happy, press your reset button. Breathe. Do the recapture breath, even. Better yet, repeat mantra. Once you feel better, you can make your decisions and initiate actions. They might even be the same decisions and actions that you were making when motivated by unhappiness, but the way you do them will be different. Why? Because you are different. You are more yourself. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namaha.